I'm excited to finally be on the show. No, absolutely. I apologize we couldn't do it in person due to limitations yeah. with the cast. It's like, and... no, it's yeah, awesome. it's a different vibe um, when it's all, you know, when we're all in the same room. I strongly agree. I strongly agree. But then again, I do have strong opinions that will stir the pot. So I still feel like this will definitely <laughs> get the, uh, the juices flowing. But then again, um, you know, this is this is the Daily Heat Check Smoke cast. Um, we could get started off in a few, but you know, let's just get, uh, acclimated. Let's talk a little hip hop real quick before I get introduced. Cause, um, I just finished watching the Drake and, um, Meek Mill video. Oh, really? Time. Yes. I didn't Please. see it yet. I did see the rollout for it. Oh, wow. Um, it was just like, you know, I saw different covers and stuff for it, but I didn't get to check it out yet. How, how was it? Um, it was it was very interesting. The song the song is amazing. Uh, like I said, when we get two two artists of their calibers together, you know, working together, I, like I said, the beef was good for hip hop into a certain <laughs> dynamic, but it's it's better for hip hop when they're working together, making great music. I right. Just, that's how I just feel. Um, and yeah. I, but there was a lot of cameos. I like that. Oh I really? Nipsey was in the video. Um, oh yeah, I did see him on a flyer for it. It's kind of like a Goodfellas type vibe. Yes. When I saw the flyer, the cover. Absolutely. Uh, the visuals were was amazing. I believe it was mm -hmm. shot by Kid Art. Oh uh, nice. Yeah, amazing, amazing video. And wait, not to go too off, but the what was it? ASAP Rocky. He just dropped a uh -huh. new video. The kids going bad, or the kids turned out good. I forgot what it was. Another uh -huh. great video, Dexter Navy, another innovative visual artist. He just goes yeah. all over the place with everything. But right. So, are you an ASAP Rocky fan like that? Uh, or are you I'm just not like say I'm not? I love I love me some ASAP. I love I can't say. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's a it's a weird place with him right now because as far as with the music and the content, I I feel like he's <laughs> getting caught up in too much of the um. I think like the the, uh, the saturation of the industry and less of yeah. the actual being in the actual booth and the studio and the stuff that got him there. You know the the, the boots to the mm -hmm. grind labor. You know when you're in the yeah. lab. You know we're grinding four in the morning. I think he's right. spending too much time in Paris, man. And yeah, he's like fancy now with the labels, and yeah. he's very like he's very like Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. Yeah, this is what I'm getting. That's definitely the feel I was going, for, I was getting with it. That's definitely yeah, the feel. Yeah, because I saw him on tour when he was with Rihanna. He opened up 
for Rihanna a few years ago, and he's, you know, he was still, he still had that vibe, but now it's just like, I don't see him or whatever. And so when he drops stuff, it's just like, I'm not really catch, you know, looking for it, but that's dope that he has a video. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, that was just to get warmed up, you know, get conversations flowing, you know, get the whole thing. But um, just to get a vibe going. But like I said, this is the Daily Heat Check Smokecast. Uh, we'll get it cracking off right now. Um, this is a marvelous moment. I am your host, Sir Piffery Goods. Um, you can find me at Twitter and on Instagram, at Piff Beats. And today we have a very special guest. I do not know how to introduce, but I will go with Danny, Danielle, FT-Dub, um, <laughs> Danielle, I, um... <laughs> Uh, let us let us know where could we find you what is the proper way to introduce you please talk to us right um now. yeah you could just call me danielle um and you can find me on instagram at danielle.futw and on twitter it's at danielle.futw without the dot See? and I'm... i am the co-host of the internal quest show absolutely and that's the best part to get this show started but then again you are one of the biggest enthusiasts and well-knowledge people I know as far as with the hip-hop, whether it be on the Jersey level or just as long as hip-hop is pure. And I find that to be one of the best hosts to have on because, one, I've known you for a while since the Beat Battle era. You've yeah. been around since then. I've and been I was, around. Yeah, and you, and you know, and, then, like, and the hip-hop was grimy then. Yeah. And, and I, I only say that because it, it wasn't a scene where you would expect a lot of you know, you know, women to come out just to appreciate the hip hop. But then again, you was on the forefront of that, leading that, you know, and I was just like, wow, that's that yeah. just amazing. And then we get the Thai Phoenixes that come in and shatter the beat battles and just break, yeah. you know, just leave the whole, um, the, the whole scene it, it just flabbergasted. But now mm -hmm. you, you're, you're, your love for hip hop, where did that start? Talk to us. Let, let, let us know where yeah. it's all manifested. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, as a kid, I was always obsessed with music. And also, my main thing when I was like a, a teenager, I used to look at the booklets and um, albums mm -hmm. and look at like who wrote what song and what who was what producer and stuff like that. So I was like that type of nerd where I was just analyzing different who, you know, the different producers and publishers and stuff like that. And so it started with that. And then I wanted to be a journalist when I was in middle school. And so um, in high school, one of my English teachers, her daughter actually worked for The Source magazine when I was a senior in high school. And so we took a field trip to The Source. And this is when Benzino and Dave Mays were still the owners. Oh, wow. And so, um, yeah, Kim Orzario was the editor-in-chief. And I remember vividly, like, um, Trina was on the cover. She was, like, on this uh, floaty device or something <laughs> in the pool. And um, and I could see, like, how they piece everything together for the for the, uh, for the magazine and stuff like that. So I would, in my journalism class, I would just make up different, like, gossip articles and stuff. And so that's what I wanted to do. And after I graduated high school, I started to, um, you know, uh, write for different magazines it was a local magazine called grinders magazine in Newark and uh, elizabeth area and i wrote like the first two issues of that back in 2006 2007 and then um when i was interviewing local artists i ran into broadway blake 
and you know ever since then me and him been like real tight and um and i met quest that way oh wow okay so wait we you just gave us a, a, a lot of fast tracking there and i like <laughs> that so you know but then that's the beauty of this because you know i like to go rewind take my time you know comb through it yeah uh-huh so um it started off as, as a young girl appreciating hip-hop so now i'm just saying your appreciation it never manifests to being a creator you never wanted to mm -hmm. actually create any of music or be any in part of the creative process because you know that's um, how it starts out for a lot of us you know whether yeah. as children but i, I yeah. just want to know mm -hmm. um well i was also writing poetry in middle school and high school but um, I, my heart was more so into writing for magazines once I was, like, in high school. And so that's where that led. Okay. So, so we have a little poetry background. So, yeah. So we got a little bit of bars with the poetry? Or this is more for, <laughs> more say, with the, the you know that. It was that. more, like, intellectual uh, okay. Okay. poetry. Just, just saying, because, you know, I didn't know you slipped a little 16 in there. You, you know, few metaphors, like, ooh, you heard that? <laughs> I wish. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. I would still be at it. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. But yeah. now, 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 just analyzing it from that point of view, I find that to be quite interesting. Because now, from there, we, we go on with the writing. So we already had a, a knack for writing, whether it be mm -hmm. poetry. Now, how did that actually transition into journalism? Because you could have took so many different routes as far as yeah. the writing. To, yeah, you're to, right. To go with the journalism <laughs> route, or at least to go with hip-hop journalism, or just music, or just journalism in, in general. Like, yeah. that was interesting. Why, why that direction? Because, um, you know, when I was in high school, it was at the point where Jay-Z was dropping albums every year, every summer. And so, you know, Double XL, The Source magazine, those were like, it was, at, people were still actually purchasing magazines. So it <laughs> yeah. was still a thing. So it was like, uh, I would rather, you know, The Source was up there. It was, it was you know, it's legendary. So I just love the history of things. So um, the source was always like something that was an accomplishment for me. So after um, I visited uh, as a senior in high school, I eventually interned there probably like five years later when I was in college. Uh, a friend of mine, Cedric Butler, um, he was uh, also a, write, uh, a musician. He had a connect or whatever, and I was looking for internships ever since I graduated high school. And then um, he, he knew a connect, and I got the interview to, um, you know, intern for the Source magazine, and I got the internship. And then, unfortunately, like, within weeks late, well, within a few weeks, Cedric uh, passed away. And so oh, wow. my goal for him was to, you know, he was an artist, him and his uh, boy, they were like a duo, uh, was to get them at Unsigned Hype. And so I got the internship in February. He passed, like, February 18th. Um, and I got them at Unsigned Hype June of 2008. Mm. Congratulations on completing that yeah. mission, absolutely. Yeah, because, like, my whole thing is about loyalty. So, um, you know, he really looked out, and he was someone that I looked up to. Um, and actually, I, you know DJ Priority. He was friends absolutely. with him. So, yeah, it was just a, you know, I just wanted to look out. No, and that's what I did. 
that's 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 just a wonderful story even though and that's why i said i like to always go back and you know dig deep in between the lines and now knowing that is just very interesting so from there we pursue the journalism we have a, mm -hmm. a platform or at least this is the platform we want to take to at least be expressive with our voice within the musical stage and the source was a target now mm -hmm. was that a target before the uh the trip to the source or mm -hmm. after the trip to the source this was like yes i have to be in here oh, this is the one yeah yeah the source was always like you know number one in my book because i would actually like you know save my little money from my mom or whatever <laughs> to go get a, a magazine so that was from like when i was in middle school up until it, you know coincidentally my teacher her daughter was a, a writer as well a journalist so it just like you know the stars aligned and i got the opportunity to check it out and then it came full circle when i interned there okay marvelous marvelous so now like you said time a little time passes after high school mm -hmm. and during that time you still have a love for hip-hop are we still yeah. doing poetry at this time or is it full full-on journalism it's full on, you know, getting ready for yeah. the next step. Uh, I just want to know what's the mindset. Bring us into that mindset, right? Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, I'm. I've always mm -hmm. been like a big hip hop head. So mm -hmm. from when I was like probably eight or whatever, my babysitter would like play Tribe Called Quest, <laughs> lead us at a new school. So that was like in my house, and and we would watch like um, video music box and stuff like that. So it was always around. Um, and then I would like listen to the radio and try to write down the lyrics and stuff. So, you know, I've always been a hip hop head. And after high school, I just, I was, you know, I've, uh, now I'm still a big uh, Jay-Z fan. So even back then when Jay-Z was putting out albums every year, I was just, I had to be like a hip hop fan because I was so obsessed with him then. <laughs> no, I see. And I find this to be beautiful because I find this to be a, like a very golden period because mm -hmm. this is right before we get the internship. We're still, you know, have a love for hip hop. We're grooming our talent. And then Jay-Z is just dropping back to back yeah. albums. I believe this is either post-retirement or pre-retirement. Yeah, when I was in high school, it was from 98 to 2002. Okay. So, so I got to experience like the Blueprint, the Dynasty album oh, and all of that while in high school. Yes. And then the ether and all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> so arguing with dudes and stuff at the cafeteria table that was me <laughs> oh, oh so see, this is beautiful so now during this time before we we get to the internship what was the mm -hmm. most influential i would say album slash record that came out that was like yes hip-hop is this mm. is it because you know it's like, like there's so I... much to pick from because you got DMX that was also bringing out stuff every year too. And then like when mm. Lauren Hill finally came out in 98, I was like going from middle school to high school. Yeah. So it was just like so many like influ influential albums and then Beanie Siegel came out oh and you know, was just you know it was just, just a lot. <laughs> we was literally just looking at that Beanie last night this is so crazy <laughs> you brought that up we was looking at um nothing like it the first beans album then we started yeah. the second but the reason know, is my favorite album oh the reason is so good mm -hmm. the reason. yeah you see I, I yeah the reason is probably my favorite as well 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. that one was just from start to finish, just an overall classic. Like Beans, yeah. like, I look at Beans now, and I just feel like, yo, that's why I'm happy to see Meek get all the success he has. Because I think mm-hmm. like Beans went over the hill first to take those bullets for Meek, just to make the fucking yeah. clear. Because yeah. Cats wasn't really bumping that's Philly so artists like that. And Philly right. put in Beans paved the way for state prop, but then they just fell mm-hmm. apart within like four to five years. The stability within the union was not there. <clears throat> yeah, but that is so true. So we we get past that. Now we we approach the internship. Like mm-hmm. let us let it, let me know how does this how does this actually come about? Is this mm-hmm. um you know you get a phone call? Hey Danielle, what are you doing? Um, yeah, looking for an opportunity, or are you actually like yo you're you're turning you're kicking down doors, flipping rocks. I need to get away <laughs> into this building. Like let me know. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So after high school or whatever, um, I started writing for different magazines. So I was writing for like allhiphop.com. Um, I actually was writing for like this um, this New Zealand website. Um, they actually came to me and they found me on MySpace. Oh, wow. And they gave me like money up front. They gave me like a little advance. They gave me a, a Mac computer, camera and all of that. And they just told me to go out and um, like look for concerts and stuff to go to. And so I was doing that. And then Grinders Magazine was part, it was like a Jersey local magazine. And I was interviewing local artists. And then when uh, the source came, I was just, I had the opportunity to, to meet like Sky Zoo. Oh, and that's sorry. how so our wait, friendship. The Grinders was before um, the, the source? The source. Oh, yeah. wait. So, wait, before the, we, so let's, let's talk about Grinders first. Let's not skip. Let's uh-huh. not skip because yeah. you know that's still a pivotal part in the career. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the grinders. How did that um happen? Was that just you know? I think I can't. Yeah, it was like a something that I found on MySpace because you know MySpace was everything back then. Yeah. And um, it was like uh they were looking for writers and um I hit them up and I was like I could pr- pretty much write the whole issue for you <laughs> and it, <laughs> and I did and so. I was like the owner would set up different interviews or whatever. It could be like um, on the phone or in person and stuff like that. And I pulled together the first two issues of it. And oh, and then wow. from there, I went on to Wait, wait, the uh, entire issue. You constructed the first two by yourself, ground up. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you say that like it's such a small thing. Or, or am I just overlooking this right now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely not a small thing, but like I... I was working like day and night, um, you know, in between classes and stuff to do. um, I was going to Essex County College and in between classes, I would just write these articles and come up with different ideas and stuff. And that was like my baby for I think that was 2006. Um, And it was a lot of hard work. And eventually I felt like um, I wanted to get paid for all of that hard work and I moved on to other things. But um, that definitely helped me get my foot out there to meet a lot of local artists. No, absolutely. Now, during that time, was there any pivotal local artists you met or any local artists that you got before they became or got any, like, their rise mm-hmm. to fame? Because, you know, um, it's a very small world, but, you know, some people yeah. cross doors like, wow, <laughs> yeah, look mm-hmm. at him now. He, um, he ended up doing battle rap or he ended up becoming successful right. in this. Or, you know, uh, I... mm-hmm. 
Like I remember it was a, a interview Hussein Fatal from the Outlaws. Oh, wow. That was part of it. Um rest so yeah, peace. I mean he yeah, rest in peace to him. And um it was a lot of local artists I just can't remember offhand, no, no, but totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. The time, you know, we got time in there, but now it's just more so just to highlight <laughs> that part of the um the journey. But now we get past that and now we move on to bigger and better things. Now yeah. how does the the source actually come about? Oh, uh-huh. we kicking Oh, the that's how I met yeah. um my you friend know. Cedric. Okay. He was you know, he had a um a rap duo with him and his friend and they're from Jersey, mm-hmm. uh Jersey City. Okay. And I actually had them in grinders and and you know, we became friends and all of that and he had to connect. Wow, look at um, that. Wait, that's 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 a pivotal artist. We met him through yeah. Grinders, or yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't meet him through Grinders. Okay. I met him like MySpace. Okay. I, all these artists that I would interview was like through MySpace or okay. um, someone these were through your um, own connections. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so my friend is the one that linked me to the Source magazine, and I went in for the interview, and it, you know. And he, they gave me the internship right then and there. Wow, on the spot. Yeah, because I just came in with, like, the little grind. Well, it was, like, the Grinders magazine were, like, not a large magazine. It was kind of yeah. like how the Jet magazine used to look. Yeah. Um, It was that size. So yeah. I just came in with, like, the work that I did for that and um, and showed them and, you know. Oh, and wow. to get an internship is really not that hard. They just want to know that you have, like, good work ethic. No, absolutely. so it wasn't hard to to get it. But then again, this this, it, like you said, it's not that hard to get it as long as you, like you could present the good worth worth good work ethic and the, uh-huh. you know the the tools that they're looking for. Because yeah. at the same time, there's thousands of people that get denied or who would love to get an internship and they can't even mm-hmm. get close to that the building door. You know, right. so I find that to be you know it could go both ways. But at the same time, you you are in the building and I find that to be marvelous. So. While there, yeah. tell us about your time, your journeys throughout the source. Um, you know, let let us know. Give us some insight on this. We're in the building yeah. now. We're, yeah, we're I'm at, in the building, uh-huh. and um, at this point, they're at um, they're in a financial district downtown. When I saw them as a senior in high school, they were like on Park Avenue, mm-hmm. and they were dealing with like um, Benzino was about to sell it to BET, I believe. And then it was a, remember the Eminem tapes where they said yes. he was saying the N word? So yes. we found those. It was like, <laughs> it was me and a few other interns. So we had to go to like the storage unit in Queens or something like that. Are you and serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we came across all these tapes of Eminem. <laughs> wow. And, and like, it's like back issues of the source that I got to to keep for myself because they were getting rid of it. So at the time, they were um, basically going bankrupt. So they were, like, cleaning house a little bit. And so me and the other interns, we got to go to the storage unit, pick whatever we wanted. And I got, like, a whole bunch. I came home with, like, two garbage bags full of Source magazines. And so... <laughs> this is crazy. So, wow. <laughs> so So you were there... Let me, let me, how could I, how could I word this? You were there during the bankruptcy or you yeah. were there at the height and then the bankruptcy? 
It was during because okay. Benzino and Dave Mays weren't there anymore. And I believe people were trying to purchase the magazine. Oh, wow. So this is right at yeah. the end. Okay. This is when um, when they were trying to have more influencers on the cover. Like, they had Kamora Lee on the cover, and they stopped putting artists on the cover. Yeah. That's when I was there. Oh, okay. Okay. So I understand. So this is an interesting time for the source. So with that yeah. being said, as a journalist, being a fan for hip-hop and even just telling me that, they, they were straying away from the artist, the, like the thing that made you appreciate mm -hmm. and want to buy the magazine yeah. to it this direction. It was hard to direction. be there. It was hard to be there because, you know, I was, you know, I'm a big hip-hop fan. And they would ask us about, like, who they wanted to, um, who they wanted on the cover. And it was like this big back and forth with Kamora Lee being on the cover. And I just remember sitting there like, are y'all serious? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I was still, I would use, like, my clout basically saying that I was an intern at The Source to get interviews with other people. Like, I interviewed Sky Zoo. That's how we met. And um, mm. that that EP he did with Ninth Wonder dropped. Nice. And I got to interview him uh, there. Nice. And then I had invited him to the MTP battle nice. um, in Newark. So that's how that happened. Oh, wow. Plugs on plugs. This is history. <laughs> on, this is history unfolding right now. This is very yeah. interesting. Wow. So uh, and and I even um and I interviewed uh, Amanda Diva when she she's she now goes by Amanda Seals, but huh. then she would um she was a hip hop head herself and she had um, a mixtape out and I got to interview her and I'm not sure if you're aware of who she is but she's still the same like she still talk about like you know black everything mm -hmm. and hip hop she's a hip hop head and she's funny. So she's still the same person. And, uh, and like, those type of interviews really made me um, cherish, like, being a journalist because I, I asked, like, so what are the, you know, what are, like, give me advice about trying to succeed in a, in a hip-hop game or, and stuff like that. And she was honest. And she was like, you just got to be yourself. And, you know, looking back at that now and looking at her now, she's on, like, Insecure or HBO. And she just had her own comedy show. So, and seeing how she's still the same person that I met back in 2007 and 2008 is, is crazy. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Look at this. See? This is, this is why I, I got to comb through the details, man. This is, this is just amazing. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, yeah. so after this, so this is the source. We see, we see the source crumble. Do we mm -hmm. stay for it to be sold? Do we leave before the sale? Uh huh. I was us, still the there. Departure. Um, I was like milking it <laughs> up. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I would, um, they would have us interns listen to the unsung hype tapes. Okay. So that's how I got my friend into the column, um, June of 2008, uh, 2007, I believe it was that year. Um, but that was like I just milked everything up. I wanted to investigate everything. <laughs> um, I remember um, cool, uh, Red Alert came, okay, and I was part of like just listening to him and talking about 
how he talked about his history in the game and stuff. So, like, different interviews like that, I just, or I got to sit in a different interview that I necessarily didn't write. Um, just, like, you know, soaking it up, really, no, and just being a fly on the wall, and they allowed us to do that um, while they were in transition. That's beautiful. That's And that's another thing, too, that I feel that a lot of people don't really take advantage of when in situations like that. I think the key phrase was fly on the wall because, you know, yeah. you may not be exactly the one executing everything, but just being in the room. Like like I tell people, mm-hmm. just to be in the room when Nas and Jay-Z is having, like, you know, uh, the talk <laughs> of after Ether or when certain yeah. big wigs in hip-hop are discussing the future of where they're directing things. You know, just to be mm-hmm. a fly on the wall and for certain conversations like that, like you said, it's just that's impactful because you know that's just like yeah. wow you know I, mm-hmm. i'm in the room you feel me it's just yeah <laughs> forget yeah, you know we'll work crazy. on getting you know getting getting my voice in, into the conversation and getting an impactful view but i'm in the mm-hmm. fucking room <laughs> <laughs> exactly you and know? just like you know just being a part of the moment i feel like a lot of people well now they don't yeah no, you're absolutely right. To, like, portray, like, the image that they're on top or whatever. But, like, even if you're not in the right position that you want to be and you're just the intern or whatever, I just feel like you could take in the moment and network. It's a networking opportunity. And that's basically what I used it as. And it helped me to do other things. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And when you put it like that, that's that's definitely... The, the lesson to be taken away or at least more so extracted from the situation always mm-hmm. take you know turn turn everything into a positive for yourself even, a, yeah. even if it's a great situation make it greater for yourself somehow you know there's always a way to milk it and if it's a bad situation make it a good one for yourself you right. know? <laughs> so, i remember i interned at def jam and um and kanye west uh dark twisted fantasy came out and that internship was hell it was so boring but like (laughs) but like when the whole rollout for that album was fun because he had like a whole movie that was part of it and then you would hear him in the room with his his manager yelling at him so like you got to experience like kanye in that moment so um that's beautiful and this is right after the source Nah, this was like a few years after. Um, okay. I was like at the source. I was at Essex County College, and then when I finished, I had like a big gap to get my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So when I was when I went to Montclair State, I got my bachelor's degree there, and I needed a few internships. So Def Jam was one of them, and BMI was the other. Nice. See, mm-hmm. so now with those two experiences, see, this is why I didn't. I, that's why. That's why I'm very attentive. So now, <laughs> tell us about these experiences. Best, uh-huh. um, I mean, BMI and um, Def Jam. Which one, yeah. I don't know which one you want to go with first, but please, these are both yeah. interesting. Two different companies, but two big players in the music industry. Yeah, um, Def Jam was interesting. It was a lot of, you know, um, assistants that felt like that they were, like, <laughs> everything. Like, they had a lot of power, but didn't. Um and treat it in terms not so great. So um, the best opportunity that I had from that experience was when uh, Kanye dropped the dark, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and being a part of like the listening sessions for that 
and then the listening sessions for um Rihanna's album. I forgot the name of it. It's the red. It's like red on the cover. Um, mm. and listening to songs that didn't drop and stuff like that. So, um, I tried my best with like networking there, but it's a lot of. It was it was hard. It was harder than the source because uh you know certain assistance and stuff. But um, I felt like I got the most out of. Um, interning at BMI because, again, I utilize my um, uh, music geek (laughs) um, nerdiness of looking through books and knowing publishers and stuff and utilizing that to get the BMI internship to um, investigate withheld royalties and uh, different, um, like, state issues and stuff while I was at BMI. So... Um, while there, I got to learn a lot about how, you know, musicians are paid and how uh, people, how artists can get the best um, usage for um, generating money. So um, while I was interning there, I got to be a little nosy, see who <laughs> who actually writes for what song and stuff like that. And then uh, at the time I was really cool with Ella Sensei. So I utilized him as like a guinea pig <laughs> and, um, and I investigated, investigated him a little bit and realized he had like a significant amount of money that was withheld from Atlantic back from the nineties. And so I had helped him get that money from like 1992 while oh, I was an intern. Wow. Wait, yeah. and this is all from interning at BMI. Yeah. Yeah. They trusted me with, the finances so <laughs> um this, that is huge though i'm not gonna lie to you yeah. like i don't yeah. I, I hate to i hate to make it seem bigger than what it is but i find that to be uh-huh. huge that you know just from the internship you were able to look through that and that's huge yeah <laughs> it was so like i felt like that because you know people put like def jam and all these labels on a pedestal yeah. but like i felt like bmi was the best place to learn so much about the industry and how the back end is because that's more of my pa- how you know I'm passionate about it mm-hmm. and making sure artists are aware of the different avenues they could take to get money so especially from their artistry so I learned so much there and a lot about estates and stuff um so yeah and I helped him and I helped Sky Zoo for a commercial that he wanted to get money from and then of course Internal Quest was my guinea pig while I was there (laughs) (laughs) and I helped him get his uh, papers right and his uh, royalties together and he still gets checks today so that's beautiful that is beautiful this is amazing see this is information that you know this is very vital for people right now so you could you could have (laughs) your own artist what's this um not the development or structural thing. You get what I'm saying? Whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. Cause you, right. like I knew you were knowledgeable in hip hop, but I didn't know your mm-hmm. knowledge in the industry was that deep as well. So, you know, this yeah. is just even more beautiful for artists listening or anyone who gets their hands on this. Cause this is, this is mm-hmm. like a great interview just for me even having, yeah. <laughs> but now, yeah. Cause I not, feel like a lot of people are so jaded with, Oh, mm-hmm. I need to be signed to a label. Yeah. Um, but if you like, if you take the time and learn the industry, all you need to know is like, you know, royalties, your, uh, you know, your performance royalties, your mechanical, and just do everything indie. So, um, 
Yeah. That's where I've, you know, provided that information to Quest, Blake, you know, the rest of the life crew and all of that. Absolutely. Now, I find this to be fascinating because we're about, hold on, got to sneeze. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. So I find this fascinating because we're about 30 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave me the fast track. But now we're 30 minutes in, and we didn't even touch the beat battles yet. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, 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 you know, this, this is getting very interesting. So af- yeah. after all this, let's, 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 let's get into the Jersey scene, the beat battles. Mm-hmm. How did this come about? How did you get, you know, how did you find uh, out about this? That was all happening when I, I was an intern for the source because I utilized my... Uh, my clout with the source to get a, a job as a judge for, I think it was, it wasn't MTP. It was the P, P something. It was another one. IPA? Uh, no, it PPC? was with, I can't remember. It was with, uh, uh, my brain is freezing right now, but it was in South Orange and it was Natus's first beat battle. And I pushed him to be in a beat battle. He was like 16 in high school. And he was like, yeah, I just want to be a producer. And I was like, Natus, you should just do beat battles. And so I forced him to be in this particular beat battle. And he actually won it. Nice. And then now look at him. So Absolutely. Like... <laughs> Shout out to Natus. I ran into him the other day, man. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. That's a beautiful story just to even know. Yeah. Daniel, shout outs to you. Shout-outs Thank to you. you. Hey, this is why. This is what, and I just want to say this. Everybody, every interview I have, they always give me the fast track. And then when we break it down, it's like so much history in this. I'm like, come yeah. on, guys. It's like little nuggets. You know, whatever, it's like, yeah. why you guys make me work? Why you guys make <laughs> That's your job as a host. <laughs> so you, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so. So we, 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 oh, we get the um the judging. So we find out about the yeah. beat battles since the source, and that's amazing. So uh-huh. how? So we 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 judge we we with a we judge one, and then from mm-hmm. there, do we keep judging? Do we? How does I just go? did one. It was with um. Oh my god, my brain is freezing. But I did a, I did judge with like some uh, notable producers, mm. and. Let me look for the name real fast, and then I'll come back. But um, I did that, and then I was, you know, I was cool with Quest and Blake and all of them. And I met um, Tim Grant at the the mm. Natus um, uh, beat battle that he won. And then me and Tim would put together different events in Brooklyn, which is one of the um, the beat battles that we did in Brooklyn, which was like really huge. Um, the winner won like a seven foot trophy and I believe Quest was part of it and it was like really dope. It was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. So so we go from there. Now we we get to say MTP. Now mm-hmm. now we're at MTP. what what is the feel here? What is mm-hmm. the vibe here? Is it's a young beat battle? It's thriving. I'm guessing. I don't know when did you come because I came late. That's why I say that. Yeah. I uh-huh. I, didn't, I wasn't there when uh, I forgot his name. Rugged and Raw. Yeah. Um. I think he won. I think it was there. I think it was going for probably. 
two years before I finally found out about it. But then that's even just a testament to how, like, you know, niche and underground it was when it still was, when it was out and about. But, mm-hmm. you know, how early did you find out about it? Like you said, or you was there from the inception? I think I was there from the beginning because I was friends. I would just follow Quest and Blake and all of them around to different events and stuff. And so I was, when they were there, I was there. I was there. And then um, when I had interviewed Sky Zoo for the source, I asked him if he could come out to the MTP show. And he did. And that was his first time in Newark, actually. <laughs> Look at this. I think he brought out Torre, too. Yeah, I think Torre was there, too, in the cut. Look at this. Yeah. This is marvelous. This mm-hmm. is marvelous. More history being un- unveiled. So now, yeah. in the MTP- oh yeah, it was uh, the person I judged with. You're gonna beat me up for this. It's Marco Polo. <laughs> oh wow! wow. <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't think of his name. <laughs> wow! But yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, Danielle, shout out to you, the OG in this thing. <laughs> the motherfucking OG in this. Thing. Yeah, it so- was fun. I miss those days where. You know, oh, the beat absolutely. battles and the different shows and stuff. Oh, and see, the but, thing yeah. I tell people, it was so grimy. And when I say grimy, not in like a grimy, like, you know, like a gully way. I mean, like in a hip hop, boom bap, yeah. you know, and I was like, that's yeah. something you can't find now. Everything's just too clean uh-uh. and so, you know, right. would you like a lot to Everybody singing. With that? You know, absolutely. It's like yeah. that grimy, even even like the meat locker at times. Like, I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, I enjoyed that a lot. I was like, this is just yeah. dirty. Like, this right. is hip hop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, so from there, we the beat battles has just always been a thing. So you just mm-hmm. from there, you, you I'm guessing this is where we met DJ Priority. You, you always yeah. Meet. So from from there, we just manifest into the hip hop scene, and then the hip hop mm-hmm. scene in Jersey just you know it, it, it's thriving. A lot of artists come from mm-hmm. there. A lot of great producers we know now and today. And now when we look at the um the the, the status of the beat battles now to see rap battles um, supersede them, but then even knowing what beat battles was on the forefront was, uh, forefront mm. of, do you think that they were overlooked more, say? Because you was there seeing it. I don't want to say overlooked, yeah. but seeing where, where mean, beat rap mm-hmm. battles have gone. Yeah. I feel like um, for some reason it just died out. I'm not sure of why. Because um, yeah. like when I did when me and Tim did the the beat battle in Brooklyn, we had Ill Mind come out, Farrell Munch came out, Elder Sensei was there. Um, it was just a different vibe for some reason. I don't know how, like, why it died out, but um, yeah, it's definitely, I would say it's definitely overlooked because now we, I used to, like, every time I would see, like, Nice for Wonder, get go live or whatever and try to make and you know making beats and stuff i still get excited for that so i don't know it's still a a lane for it um i would love to see it come back i agree i strongly agree i feel like that's just something that you know like the hip-hop heads and the true fans of the culture always have an appetite appetite for but then again it's like you know i just find it to be just something just more so impactful now, mm-hmm. when we when we look past that, we, we, we have a lot of history here from the journalism 
the different um, internships, the different label knowledge, everything that you just break down. I, just, I find the history with different production and producers. Um, it, this is just, just fascinating. I find this to be a very mm -hmm. fascinating journey you have. And now, yeah. as yeah. we continue the journey, I, I don't want to overlook anything, but now we're at mm -hmm. the current state where you're the current co-host of the Internal Quest show. Now yes. we're into podcasting. And yeah. I find this to be marvelous. And I never, ever want to, and I, and I thread lightly on this, because I never, mm -hmm. ever want to make this sound, you know, it's all hip-hop in general. You feel mm -hmm. me? We're all one. But when I look mm -hmm. at it to see women in hip-hop, I don't see them to be more so as prevalent or, you know, in mm -hmm. the role that you have. Because you, I find that what you're doing is so strong. Now, as yeah. a woman in hip-hop, or seeing the trends, mm -hmm. you know, everything throughout the years like you said this is almost 10 years of og history you got and from this list, <laughs> yeah i'm being very dead serious when just listen yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, i learned a lot i know from this interview but here. when you yeah from a person <laughs> like me who is like always behind the scenes and stuff like that yeah this is like rare for me to even elaborate on it and then even think about like 10 years ago and thinking about remembering names and stuff like that so this is new to me but um, I do appreciate you um, wanting to, to interview me. This is great. No, absolutely. Wait, wait, we're not done yet. But as far yeah. as being the voice in hip hop now, and when I and I say that just to transition to now on the Internal Quest show, um, mm -hmm. you know, I feel that your voice in hip hop is 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 gonna is gonna really change the way shit is overlooked now. As far as on the the Jersey scene, the major scene, I say that because like um, like for me, one I. I, I, I like the direction of hip-hop is going, but I feel like there's a lot of shit now that, like, with the new generation, shit is just going, like, all over the place, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's just being, like, you know, it's overlooked, and I feel that you have a lot of strong opinions in hip-hop, and you always had a great taste for music. And now mm -hmm. on the Internal Quest show, and, and you know, tell me tell me how, how, how you really... How could I put it? How do you translate your journalism into podcasting now? In, mm -hmm. You know, like I find that to be a new accolade more so that you're achieving now, too. Because I find that to mm -hmm. be a voice that needs to be heard, and, you know, on certain topics. Because I have some stuff here on, on the second half of the interview, if you have time for it, um, mm -hmm. that I want to discuss with you, too. Um, you yeah. know, nothing crazy, but you know, stuff in hip hop, you know, stuff that got me upset, but then at the same time, um, but just let's start, let's start with the podcasting, your voice mm -hmm. in podcasting. Let me know, like, how do you translate that, your thoughts in journalism? Um, cause hip hop now, a lot of things is, is not as binary as it once was. Like, right. I, is that safe to say? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I transitioned from like writing to now, I guess, hip hop, I mean, uh, to podcasting through like that same vein of when I was in uh, a senior in high school and I was creating like these gossip articles and stuff like that. I just focused on like the trending topics that people want to hear about or hear like strong opinions about, and then also incorporate that, um, that indie vibe where, I want to make sure I'm educating you about how you could get some money, you know, get money and, you know, excel your craft to, to a larger scale. So that's where the Music Geek News segment is part of the Internal Quest show. And then eventually I'm going to have that as part of my YouTube channel um, to focus more so on music reviews and also um, 
providing education on how to excel your craft and things like that. So that's how I'm basically utilizing my journalism voices still um, include, you know, the trending topics and stuff like that. Um, I might, you know, I go into the show not really knowing what exactly we're going to talk about. Most of the time when we and Quest do episodes, uh, it's just how we, you know, talk anyway on a regular basis. So it's real natural. And, um, you know, so it's basically a peek into what me and Quest talk about on a daily basis as friends and hip hop heads and stuff like that. And then also um, providing a platform for local artists to, to get their music out there and also get educated. I love it. I love it. I, I love it. No, wait, I, I absolutely love it. I, 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 I asked the question. Start the music. Uh,